Hello everybody, my name is Destiny Anderson. I am a senior at Lake Mills High School and today I'm going to be going over the eight reflections regarding literature, artwork, and song that I have done in order to prepare myself for the GIAC. So the first reflection I'm going to go over is going to be regarding the book I Am Malala by Malala Yousafzai. So this monumental novel tells a story about a 15-year-old girl who almost paid the ultimate price when a Taliban member shot her in the head at point-blank range. The Taliban was attempting to take control of the Swat Valley in Pakistan, and Malala spoke out against this, refusing to be silenced and fought for her right for an education. Her fight inspires thousands of women all over the world, and she is seen as a token of peace and wisdom. This novel tells the horrid story of a family that's been forced to face terrorism while, simultaneously, young Malala continues to fight for an education with a father who's encouraged her to learn as he is a school owner himself. The plight for equality in a society that praises men and treats women basically as slaves is one that is not only unfair, but unequal as well. But Malala questions every part of it, and I am Malala. Throughout the entirety of the book, I've learned many different aspects of Malala's culture, and it took a lot to get used to hearing new things and traditions that I'm not used to. Being able to touch upon her culture and the events that she had to endure is an amazing thing to be able to educate myself about. You know, sometimes... In a world where there's so much evil, it is so fascinating and inspiring to be able to hear the story of a woman who has grown up in a country that's constantly marginalized her and other young girls that she is surrounded by. It's amazing to just hear her story and know how she has overcome every single obstacle And it gives hope to other girls all over the country who are fighting the same fight as her. My only wish is that in the future, I hope to be able to do a little bit more in-depth research regarding topics that I wasn't really familiar with in order to get a full grasp on a life that Malala was used to. As humans, we constantly take for granted the opportunities that we encompass in our everyday lives, you know, often overlooking the good and searching for the bad. I believe that American women have it worse than some countries, without a doubt, in terms of not receiving guaranteed paid maternity leave, not being guaranteed government-funded contraceptives, or constantly being slut-shamed. America does have a while to go in the aspect of achieving full equality with men and women. However, In retrospect, American women are blessed when compared to the oppression that Pakistani women face every day. Reading this book puts into aspect how much worse the inequality of sexes is in other countries and how far ahead equality for women is in America in comparison. So in realizing this fact, in a way, I do feel more grateful living in a country that grants me more liberties than most. And just the fact that I'm able to achieve an education and ultimately be whoever or whatever I want 
to be sets me apart from millions of other girls around the world. For Malala and other Pakistani girls, the fight for liberty and education has and continues to be a struggle, and I hope that one day all of us can achieve complete equality in our separate cultures. So next, I would like to go into a little bit more detail about the major conflict in this literature. And not only this, I want to go into a little bit more depth regarding the realities that these Pakistani women have to face because they're simply women. You know, in a country that completely marginalizes these women, it is so amazing and fascinating that they're able to go above the injustices that they face and continue to fight for an education despite how dangerous it is. So one of the most centralized conflicts revolves around the aspect that the Taliban opposes Malala's ideas of universal education for women. So as the Taliban wishes to constitute a strict, unequal, oppressive society, Malala fights for her liberty despite all of the fear and worry, and she continues to attend school. The situation becomes deadly when the Taliban shot her point-blank in the head one day, and from there, doctors predicted that she wouldn't even survive through her attack. However, she fights through the healing process, and from there, she moves on to becoming the face for widespread gender equality within education. In a way, the situation was somewhat resolved because Malala has since won numerous awards. She's actually the youngest person ever to win a Nobel Peace Prize. So, following her attack, Pakistan has opened up several schools. But of the 7 million Pakistanis that aren't in school, 54% of them are girls. The major cause of the conflict is because of the extremist group, the Taliban, and how they decided to take it into their own hands to attempt an assassination on a 15-year-old girl who was just simply standing up for her right of an education. The culturally based ideology of seeing women as unequal to men has existed in Pakistan for centuries, typically following the Sharia law. Despite the constitution of Pakistan that states it recognizes gender equality, Sharia law governs nearly all of the population, which in turn leads to almost complete inequality of women. Malala sheds light onto a corrupt society that relates women as subordinate to men in almost every and all aspects. Women are hidden behind a curtain almost their entire lives. And I quote, for most passions, it's a gloomy day when a daughter is born, writes Malala. A woman's role is to live a life preparing food and giving birth while also being basically a servant to their husbands. Women don't really attend school in the Middle East either, for it's not really culturally accepted. Also, Pakistan is a very impoverished country, estimating that four out of every ten Pashtuns are living in poverty, which contributes to the limitations on women. So after hearing all of this, I think it is vital to reflect on this humbly and also, you know, it should make you a little angry. 
I am very thankful that I have a lot more opportunities than most of these women. But at the same time, it makes me so upset that somewhere in the country, a woman is being completely disrespected and not taken seriously just because she was born female. Women are being raped they are being abused in every aspect not you know socially verbally physically they aren't able to attend school they aren't able to pick who they want to marry they're being attacked with acid for rejecting a man you know it's just so absurd and after reading this book I I knew that all of these things were going on. You know, I've been educated about this stuff for a couple of years now as I'm a senior in high school, but it still is so disappointing that in some areas of the world, women don't have a higher standard of living because their country doesn't allow it because their country is pretty much governed by men and women just don't have the equal opportunity to gain a place in government and to make laws because, you know... Instead, they should be at home cooking and cleaning and raising children. Well, you know, that's not right. And after all of this, I have gained an appreciation for the plight of these strong women in these third world countries who are fighting for a better life while people just idly stand back and do nothing about it, you know? So I think it's very important to reflect on this and realize that these things are happening in the world. And while, yeah, there is, there's women fighting against this, I think more needs to be done. Countries who already have women in a better position need to be taking the action in order to help these countries realize that women have a place in government they have a place in politics they have a place everywhere they have a place where some people believe that only men do you know like i just hope that through this learning experience i'm able to one day take a stance in the american political system and propose that we give more financial help to these countries so that women can have a higher standard of living because no woman deserves a life that is going to be automatically constituted as worse just because she was born as a woman. These women need to have equal opportunities to their male counterparts because in many aspects, women are 10 times stronger mentally and just because a woman was born female is not an excuse for her to be marginalized. So, in both American culture and Pakistani culture, oppression of women isn't something that's anywhere near a resolved issue. 
Undoubtedly, American women have more equality than Pakistani women in the economy and in their culture, but both are seen as unequal to their male counterparts. Pakistani women face severe economic inequality in terms of being able to hold certain jobs and leadership positions, and American women face a near 20% wage gap. Additionally, Pakistani women are expected to stay at home and bear children, cook and clean, while on the other side of things, American women were held to the standard up until the 20th century. Ultimately, our cultures are similar, but undoubtedly share their differences in levels of inequality between men and women. And in the aspect of me being able to connect with Malala, I feel that her and I both question societal standards that we were brought up upon. For her, her life has been partly comprised of fighting extremism and acting against a society that tries to limit her from receiving an education. She's surrounded by a culture that sees women as nothing but servants to bear children to the highly respected males. However, with the support of her father, she was encouraged to fight for the equality of women around her, starting with at home and making sure she could receive her education. I feel as if I can relate in the aspect of questioning why women don't receive the same wages as men for the same labor in America, or why men seemingly dominate most business and STEM field positions, or why has almost every American woman been a victim of sexual harassment by the age of 18. In my sophomore year, I wrote a very controversial piece on feminism, exploring the unfair disadvantages being born a woman in America presumes you to face. At times, people believe my ideas on feminism and equality to be too much or too extreme. But I know that these ideas must be upheld because Malala and I both say that equality of the sexes must become a global reality. When people like to tell me that the views that I hold are too extreme, what I want to do is I just want to laugh in their face. Is it too extreme to believe that men and women should be paid equally for the same exact work? Is it too extreme to believe that women shouldn't be blamed for rape just because of what they were wearing? Is it too extreme to believe that women should be in control of their bodies and they should be able to decide if they want to get an abortion or not? Is it too extreme to say that women deserve paid maternity leave? Is it too extreme to say that women deserve the same opportunities as men to be able to go into higher profile jobs, such as being a lawyer or a doctor or go into politics? Because you know what? I don't think that's too extreme. And I think that Malala would agree with me. Because if it weren't for women who believe that these ideas aren't too extreme, we wouldn't have the right to vote. I remember learning in an AP class about the plight of Susan B. Anthony and the struggle and fight that she had to endure just 
in order to ensure that one day all women would have the opportunity to vote. She was imprisoned. She was made fun of. And throughout all of this, she fought so hard just so that one day I am able to express my opinions in the political system. And this goes in the same aspect of of Malala because everybody thought that what she believed was too extreme. Nobody thought that women in Pakistan should deserve the right to an education, but Malala thought different. She fought for her extreme view. And you know what? She paid the ultimate price for it. But in effect, she opened up seven schools so that girls had the equal opportunity to receive an education. I'm sick and tired of telling me of people telling me that my views are too extreme or that they're too unrealistic because they're not. Because I'm sick and tired of living in a world where just because I'm born a girl, it automatically sets me back tenfold. That is not right. And that... And you know what? Every woman deserves an equal opportunity. We are so strong. We are able to endure so much trauma mentally and physically from our society. And we can achieve anything that we put our mind to. After reading this book, I am just reminded again of how much harder I have to fight in order to one day achieve equality for women, just like Malala. I hope that throughout this learning experience, you are able to gain a certain appreciation for how hard Malala has fought just so that women in her country can receive equal opportunities as men. This view must be upheld by every woman around the globe. Because, you know, once an idea is too extreme, that's when we need to work our tails off in order to show everyone around us that no idea regarding the equality of women is too extreme because i have been surrounded by some of the strongest women i've ever known not only socially but in my in my school i'm surrounded by strong teachers my mother is so strong and Malala is so strong and all these women inspire me to let me know that I am capable of anything that I put my mind to. And if anyone tells me different, then frankly, they don't, they don't deserve to hear my opinion. Because equality of women is not extreme. It's an idealistic social, cultural, and ep- economic standard that needs to become a reality in order for our world to become more prosperous,